Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Partners in Health and Biz with your host, Gail Dixon. Tune in every Saturday, 9 a.m. for great shows about obtaining and maintaining health, business, and finance. Learn from the experts here at PIHradio.net. And now, broadcasting from the Partners in Health and Biz studio, here's Gail. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Partners in Health and Biz. I'm so very happy you could join me this morning. And guess what? We have crossed over into a new year, and I hope all of those All of my listeners are still with me. Uh, Thank God that 2020 is behind us. Let's look forward to a much better 2021. We just have to be prepared for whatever may come. Um, This is a new day. Yes, a new day and a new year. This is Saturday, January the 2nd, 2021. Wow, that's the first time I've said that. 2021, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. So today's show, if you've been to the website, I did not, I recently updated the website, so you may not have known, but if you were listening last Saturday, you know that we are continuing with our series, The Ultimate Lifestyle for a Healthy Brain, and I believe this will be the final part of this series, part four. Um, So we're going to, I'm just going to backtrack for a little bit, and um, the last, we left off last Saturday talking about some of the things that can affect your brain and cause you to have symptoms similar to dementia or alzheimer's or and uh we i think i just uh actually discussed most of them i'll just briefly just go over some of the ones that i know i discussed uh antidepress antidepressants um diabetes medications can affect your brain cholesterol lowering medications such as zorcor crestor lipitor uh, Paravacol and Lescoral, Lescol, um, drugs to reduce blood pressure. Beta blockers are commonly prescribed for congestive heart failure, which can affect your brain in a negative way. Parkinson's medications. All of these medications, as you know, have side effects. Narcotic pain killers, steroids, antibiotics, antihistamines, benzoic Benzoid, benzodiazepines, benzodiazepines, benzodiazepines. Anti-seizure medications can affect how your brain works. Sleeping pills can, such as Ambien, Lunesta, Sonata, may make you sleepy, which may be good to a point, but when you have amnesia or can't remember where you're driving, it's less than ideal. 
and drugs for incontinence can also affect your brain in a negative way. Over Overactive bladder is common in the elderly, and it's treated with Enoblex, in, uh, and that's spelled E-N-A-B-L-E-X, Deltrol, D-E-L-T-R-O-L, some of the ones, um, uh, Diptropan or Ditropan, D-I-T-R-O-P-A-N-X-L. These are just a few of the prescription medications that are um, prescribed for people who have drug, uh, who have incontinence or overactive bladder. And this uh, can all have, these medications can all have side effects, which will negatively affect your brain. So, beginning with this uh, part four of this series, um, we are going to talk about when you should get tested. Now, if you have a question or comment, I'd like to hear from you this morning. The call-in number to Partners in Health and Biz is 347-945-7433, 347-945-7433. Press 1 if you have a question or a comment, and you don't have to do anything if you want to just continue to listen to the show. You may want to get pen and paper so you can take notes. If not, you can always go back and listen because the shows are archived and available for your listening pleasure, so you can go back and listen to a show if you weren't able to listen live. We are broadcasting live from our Columbia, Maryland studio. But if you're not able to listen live or if there was some information that you feel I skimmed through too quickly, you can go back and listen and uh, find out what exactly it is. So, In a recent study, 2,125 people without dementia aged 65 or older took three tests. The first one was the East Boston Memory Test, where the participant is told three sentences, each of which contains two ideas, and the participant has to immediately retell the story after hearing it. The second test the symbol digit modalities test in which they paired numbers or letters with specific geometric figures, and the third was called the mini mental state exam, which is commonly used to measure the progress of Alzheimer's. Well, the people who scored worse on those exams were more likely to develop cognitive disorders like dementia decades later. The conclusion was that the Prodromal phase, which is the phase before disease symptoms are noticed, is very long for dementias. This is good news, even if you think it isn't, because it means that what you do now to protect your brain can impact you far into the future. That's why I'm uh, doing this show. That's why I do the shows, to help my listeners. So normal, what is normal, you want to ask? Normal versus abnormal memory loss. We all have uh, times when we can't remember where we put our keys. We walk upstairs to get something. By the time we got upstairs, we can't remember what it was. Well, we've all experienced that moment. You can't find your car keys, or perhaps for some of you who will still know how to paint the town red in your car. You duck and run at church because you have passed the six-month grace periods for 
forgetting the pastor's wife's nickname and are slowly coming to the realization that you will have to find a new church just from sheer embarrassment. You just can't even seem to remember things. We all forget what kid we are talking to. We all lose our cell phones, and can I just give a plug? Uh As my personal savior in that department, we all have that moment where we look at the word truck, a word we have spelled successfully our entire lives, and come to the conclusion that that's just not right. It can't be. This is not how you spell truck. (laughs) Well, I knew a woman once who named her kids alphabetically and who would literally work her way from A on down until she saw the look of fear in the right kid's eyes and knew she had landed correctly. Oh, my gosh. These are not moments which should stir fear in our hearts. They are just moments, but they do beg a question. What or when should we panic? Exactly what kind of memory memory loss is normal and what is not. There's a difference between mixing up your kids' names and not knowing your kids. Oh, boy. Most people would have no trouble making that distinction. But what about the mushy middle? What are some signs that take in the right, taken in the right context should generate a trip to the GP, your general practitioner? Well, according to physicians at the physicians at the Center for Brain Mind Medicine at Burn, Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, there are many normal memory deficits which should not trigger any any alarm. These include general absent-mindedness a short-term block in recalling a memory, a tendency to forget events or facts over the course of time, recalling something inaccurately in part, recalling something inaccurately because of the power of suggestion, or having a memory that is colored by mood, bias, or experiences. Generally, if you forget something but can recall it sometimes time afterwards, that's relatively normal. Here are some other examples of what's considered normal memory issues. One, you might pause to remember certain directions, but you don't get lost in familiar places. Two, you occasionally can't find the right word, but you have no problem holding a conversation and you don't use words incorrectly or repeat phrases and stories in the same conversation. Three, you can recall incidences of forgetfulness and describe them as opposed to remembering times when memory loss caused problems. And four, you still have good judgment and decision-making abilities and don't make it inappropriate and don't make inappropriate choices. Okay, so there are available testing op- options. No one seems to want to talk to their doctor about lapses in memory, but why is that? Well, there seems to be a fear that talking about it will put flesh on the bones. (laughs) But there are simple exams that can be performed by a physician or even by a family member or by yourself, which can give quick guidance. And while early detection does not necessarily mean that cognitive decline can be stopped, it does give you information. And best case scenario, you'll be able to stop worrying. Right? So these are some of the tests that can be given. The one, the first one is called the SAGE test, the self-administered uh, uh, 
Giro or Giro cognitive exam called SAGE is the test is a quick exam and you can take in the privacy of your own home. It's easily downloadable and can be completed in 15 minutes and is great for determining whether or not you should seek out a more formal evaluation. The test items are things like name the following pictures or draw the shape and it tests classical executive function capabilities by asking the user to pathfind using both sequential, sequential numbers and letters. The next test, and um, you can find that if you Google the SAGE, S-A-G-E test online. The next is the mini-COG test. The mini-COG with functional activities questionnaire is an even shorter test, only three minutes, designed to be administered administered by family members or peers with a 74% accuracy rate for identifying mild cognitive impairments. MCI is sometimes seen as an early precursor to dementia. During this test, the user is asked to repeat the names of three items, draw a simple wall clock, and then repeat the words from the initial part of the test. And you can take this test. Um, It's called the mini uh, dash cog 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 test. The next one is the mini mental. In either of the previous two tests, uh, if either of the previous two tests shows some something uh, suspicious, it's definitely time to take to have a talk with your doctor. There is a very simple eight to ten minute screen, which is the test of choice for many primary care doctors for memory. This screen, known as the Mini Mental State Exam, has been in use for over 40 years and benefits from its quickness and longevity. However, the Mini Mental does not test well for executive function, the loss of which is one of the first siren calls made by the brain. Executive function is necessary for organization, planning, and following a plan to meet a goal, and unfortunately, the mini-mental can miss early signs of decline in an executive function. Then finally, there's the Montreal Cognitive Assessment. This is another test known as the Montreal Cognitive Assessment, which seems to be better Tease uh, to be better tease out early cognitive uh, decline. Both the mini mental and the uh, mini clog test orientation, time, uh, date, and place. And both measure attention, concentration, language, memory, conceptual thinking, and the ability to calculate. But the mini mental has trouble picking up early signs of decline that the uh, mini cog is able to uh, detect by making use of an executive function test, drawing lines from number to letter in correct order. The MOCA uh, test slightly longer to administer, administer. 10 to 12 minutes and is less user-friendly for the administrator. Some doctors have taken to using both tests as a shotgun approach. And if you want to take this test, it's you can go to www.mocatest.org, www.mocatest.org. So in conclusion, fear 
can be paralyzing, but there is nothing to be gained by avoiding a simple test. Start with the sage or the mini cog and see if something stands out. Then make an appointment if it does. While these tests are not foolproof, they do catch signs of early cognitive decline and might make and might be ignored. Uh, early signs of cognitive uh, decline, which might be ignored without formal testing. Okay, so. I would like to give out the call-in number one more time. The Partners in Health and Biz, it is 347-947-945-7433, So let's hear what uh, Carrie G. Johnson has to say. You may want to hire him for one of your upcoming events. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Let's be creative with Carrie. Caricatures by Carrie, available for weddings, parties, anniversaries, corporate events, and more. Children's book authors, superheroes, and cartoon illustrators, logo and graphic designer. Contact Carrie for your customized creations. Caricatures by Carrie at gmail.com. Connect on Twitter and Instagram with hashtag CaricatureCarrie and check him out. www.CarrieGJohnsonDraws.com. And we are back. You are listening to Partners in Health and Biz on the PIH Radio Network. I'm your host, Gail Dixon-McBride. So happy you could join me this morning. And we are discussing the ultimate lifestyle for a healthy brain. Yes, yes, yes. How important is that? Uh, We just uh, concluded with some of the tests that can be taken. And uh, we're going to actually move on to what are some of the things that can in your diet that can things that you can do things that you can eat and things that you can do that will help that brain stay healthy uh looks like we have a caller that have has joined us this morning uh let's see good morning welcome to partners in health and biz uh do you have a question or comment this morning hey god bless and happy new year's to you and your audience there Happy New Year to you, too, and Happy New Year to my audience. I don't even know if I said that at the beginning of the show. But, yes, uh, Happy New Year. This is 2021, and we are moving right along. We are moving right along. (laughs) It's going to be interesting to see what kind of year it's going to be, so we'll have to wait it out and see. Just brace yourself, put on your seatbelt, and be prepared for anything. (laughs) I'll tell you, that's the best way to look at it, too. That's yeah, right. I'm just, That's I'm right. Talk about the, uh, the, you know, the devastating effects of not getting enough sleep on our memory. You know, because I know I've lost three or four ATM cards, leaving the cards in the machine because I was just so worn out, fatigued. You know, and I just would leave the cards in the machine. And of course, you know, one or two times people took my card and you know, and spent some money on my card, but I was just so worn out and tired. I forgot to even take my card out of the ATM machine. Then one time I said, well, I want to make sure I take this ATM card. So I took the ATM card out of the machine, of course, but I left the money. But I was just, mm-hmm. I was, man, it was just going crazy, you know. And uh, so I had to talk to a, um, a friend who is a, a psychiatrist, and I said, well, you think I'm getting dementia or what? He said, it's like it may be just a lot of um, fatigue and not getting enough sleep and rest. Because, because I was talking to a coworker also. She was just talking about she doesn't really get a lot of sleep. And how she just loses a lot of things. Absolutely, sleep is very yeah. important. 
And if we don't, that affects our brain um, because it causes brain fog and it, you know, it just, your body just, the circulation, you know, when when we sleep, that's when our body um, replenishes or kind of starts the healing process. So if we don't get enough sleep, that affects our brain as well as other organs also. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you're right. Mm-hmm. In fact, that that was something that I was going to discuss a little later in the show, but yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's definitely something that can affect your uh, brain, your sleep. Uh, oh, it's 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 crazy. Now, had is there any relationship to lack of sleep and I guess hopefully not dementia, but I mean, like we, like you said, we have to look at these things and and check into it as opposed to just ignoring it. Um, I didn't know if that would be a precursor to dementia down the road, just getting lack of sleep and rest throughout the years. Uh, yes, I believe I did talk about that last uh, Saturday, that, you know, if you don't get enough sleep throughout the years, it can um, have a, what do you call it, um, an effect, a, a cumul- cumulative effect, which means it's adding up. Um, mm-hmm. And it can you can it can affect that uh, that part of the brain that needs to right. focus and everything. And um, our organs have spent a full day working hard to keep the body running, and this is the opportunity again for the body to slow down and take care of themselves um, mm-hmm. when we sleep. So what is happening? Right. This is when waste matter get gets cleared from the brain. And so it's when our immune, our nervous system, our muscular, our skeletal systems recharge, and it helps uh, to heal. So after, you know, years of not getting enough sleep, it can, um, you know, damage your brain. Yes, it can damage Mm. your brain. I mean, yeah, it can, but... um, Some people need to, you know, actually go to a, they have, they're going to a sleep clinic. There are, Mm -hmm. as we age, the other thing that affects our brain and uh, us not getting enough sleep is melatonin. And um, Mm -hmm. a lot of us, it it just naturally depletes as we get older. So that's something else that you can look into. Some people can take the melatonin and um, they can take that supplement and it will help them to get a good night's sleep. It's like a hormone in our body that um, it becomes depleted. So uh, before you, you know, reach for the sleeping pill, excuse me, um, you can uh, contact your doctor or do some research on that because there's certain amounts of melatonin that will help a lot of people with sleep, and that's something that's a natural. The melatonin is natural, so... Right, That's something right, that you can right. check into. Um, but just, you know, uh, meditation, relaxation, stop stressing, <laughs> you know, that all helps yeah. to help help us to, you know, get a good night's sleep, exercise. Personally, I'm the type of person, if I don't exercise uh, enough, I don't sleep well, you know, because mm-hmm. my body just needs a certain amount of exercise. And right. then once I get it, then I relax. And then once I'm relaxed, then right. I can sleep. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, people, so. I've talked to some of them is related to you know, so much work. You know, you work and then you got home, get home, you got work to do <laughs> again. Mm-hmm. And it just, so, it compiles and you have to take care of the work so you can pay your bills. So it's like a, a snowball effect. So we have to look at it, trying to change some things, I guess, related to our work schedule 
maybe cutting back right. as best you can or looking some other ways to supplement payment of bills right. because after a while it's going to have a negative effect on our mental and physical well-being. Right, and another thing that's uh, having a negative effect on people's uh, sleep and their stress is uh, is the news and the TV and watching too much of it. You know, what, too too much of the negative news, especially um, mm-hmm. too uh, too soon before you go to bed. You know, watching that mm-hmm. like a half an hour, and then you think you're going to go to bed, and you're thinking your brain is saying, I'm not going to go to sleep because I'm thinking about the coronavirus and who shot who and who died. And and so your brain is not going to sleep. So your mind is constantly thinking about negative things. So turn off that television um you know, hours before go to going to bed, or you know, watch something that's pleasant, a, a happy movie, right. a comedy, or whatever. You know, so and, mm-hmm. and if you do, don't watch it for an hour. Maybe just turn on it, turn it on for five to ten minutes, and it's usually to repeat. You know, it's going to repeat it anyway. So that's right. another right. thing that will help help you with the sleep. Um, also, so right. I will need we're, to move. We appreciate on. it. <laughs> Thank you so much for Sounds calling great. in. Take care. All right. All you right. have a blessed day. All right. God Bye-bye. bless. Take care. Okay. Okay, so moving right along, let's see, where was I here? I thank my caller for calling in, and I don't, I didn't get the name, and I I know, I think it's Robert, but I don't want, I, want, I think it was Robert. Okay, so let's talk about some of the things that we can do to eat. What can we eat for a healthy diet for the brain? Well, sadly for people with diminished eating pleasure, this disinterest in food can become so radical, so profound that some people even enter a stage which doctors have taken to calling the anorexia of aging. Recently, researchers have taken on the task of determining if this loss of appetite might be associated with the decline in neurocognitive performance seen in depressed adults. Okay, so researchers found that late onset depression is almost always coupled with cognitive decline. So if you're depressed, then, you know, that can cause you to, your brain to start to decline. And a loss in appetite might be a marker for a, the mental decline. So look out for that. If uh, suddenly you have no desire to eat, you've lost your appetite, you could be um, depressed. Yes. So the, this decline in the old GI tract means that not only do you have to eat, you have to eat the right foods. So some people are uh, eating fad diets. They come and go for a reason. Calories are not all created equal. If you don't believe me, try to live on fast food for a month or lemons or organic maple syrup, a popular cleanse diet, or even energy bars. Take a moment to click through Netflix for the latest documentary on some poor soul who got talked into ruining his health could see if it's possible to live on the Big Mac alone. <laughs> you remember that, the guy who, yes. Well, fad diets come into vogue, usually supported by some charismatic supporter on television or in the supermarket rags, and then they die a slow and largely unnoticeable death. So so is a low-fat diet. The way to go? No. 
don't low fat is no 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 low fat levels of dietary fat coupled with high levels of dietary carbohydrates produces a cascade of other problems the brain is not able to function without fats it is essential for our diet our diet it fills us up provides us you know satiety stabilizes our blood sugar, gives us a consistent delivery of energy over time, keeps our brain supplied with necessary nutrients and fats, and helps us restore damaged blood vessels and cell membranes. This is also, but this also doesn't mean that saturated fats are bad and unsaturated are good. Your cell membranes are 50% saturated fats. So if you want your body to function, you have to eat fats and not fake. Fats like hydrohydrogenated fats or trans fats, especially along with a high-carbohydrate diet. You don't want to eat those, okay? Not to mention that fat tastes good, which goes a long way towards helping maintain any diet. Interestingly, there is a huge body of research research that supports the idea that the development of cognitive diseases such as Alzheimer's can be partially predicted by looking at diet. Alzheimer's disease is being called by researchers type 3 diabetes where there is a strong connection between diet and onset and onset. Most people understand the relationship between eating too many poor quality carbohydrates and developing insulin resistance. But the piece that most people don't understand is that insulin also serves a function in brain signaling. So we are just about out of time, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Thank you so much for listening. Um, it has been my pleasure to share with you the um, some of the facts about the brain and the ultimate lifestyle for a healthy brain. And I thought we might be able to complete this, but it looks like we're going to have our final, and I do promise you, our final uh, part of this series next Saturday. It's still quite a uh, bit of information, and if I'm going to try to see if I can get through this next Saturday. Uh, so, on. Um, Next Saturday, we'll uh, delve into Part 5, The Ultimate Lifestyle for a Healthy Brain. And get out, get some fresh air and exercise, stay healthy and business savvy. Happy New Year to everyone. Until next Saturday, I'm your host, Gail Dixon-McBride. Have a blessed day, everyone. Ta-ta for now. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.